0: you're listening to look at my records this is episode 150 for this edition of look at my records i chatted with one of my all-time favorite bands new zealand indie rock legends the bats as the band approaches their 40th anniversary they show no signs of slowing down earlier this month they released their 10th full-length album, Foothills, on none other than Flying Nun Records. The album, which was recorded entirely in the Canterbury foothills of the Southern Alps in New Zealand, continues the band's trend of songs that are reflective and tranquil, while still maintaining their signature jangly guitar-driven sound. During our interview, we chatted all about the band's early days, flatting together in Christchurch, memories of their first gigs in the United States, the evolution of their sound throughout the years, the secret to maintaining the same lineup over four decades, what it was like recording foothills in a small cabin in the countryside, and much more. We'll dive into our interview right after the jump. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of Look at My Records, they're available on all streaming platforms. Please remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe on your platform of choice. I also encourage you to check out the Look at My Records website, where you can find reviews, premieres of new music, playlists, and a whole lot more. Check it out at lookatmyrecords.com. All right, I'm here with Bob, Paul, and Kay of the Bats. Super pumped. Just put out a new record called Foothills, your 10th album on the legendary New Zealand imprint Flying Nun Records. Um, I got to say, it's been a crazy year. Probably not as crazy in New Zealand because, you know, all over the news, it's kind of getting back to normal there so I'm a little jealous of that but how have you all been holding up this past year and what's the experience been like putting out a new record uh, during this really uh, weird time in the world
1: yeah, it's it's it has been strange too. The re- the record's taken quite a while to to come out. So obviously, when we started, none of this was on the horizon. Now, as time has transpired through the year, things have got very strange. It's just it's just great to be able to put something out for, for people to enjoy, really.
2: Yeah, we certainly have to uh, rethink of how we. Um go and uh, communicate out there with our audience around the world. So we were intending to do a bit more touring. uh, Mm -hmm. But um, now, thanks to social media, we can engage with the whole world without leaving New Zealand. (laughs) We don't mind that too much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. This is the future. It's great to be able to do things like this. So before we dive into Foothills, the record is another incredible record from the Bats. I do want to talk about the history of the band a little bit. I am a big fan, as I mentioned. I know the band started in 1982 in, in Christchurch. And I was just curious, what was the scene in the city like back then? Were there bands you could look to to kind of follow in their footsteps? Or were you kind of figuring out music all on your own? Robert, I know you were in the clean, But I think about the time that the Bats started up, they were on hiatus at that point. So just what was it like when you first started out the music scene in Christchurch?
1: Yeah, well, the the clean had finished, so I was living in Christchurch, and um, I was looking to do something new musically, and um, bumped into into Paul and Malcolm and Kay, and so very quickly we established a a rapport musically and... um, and socially, so we're able to get things going pretty pretty easily, really. And um, just you know, over time and over gigs and practices, we worked out how we wanted to do things. And uh, I was writing lots of songs, so we, we had um, we had lots to sort of get on with, really, and 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 get things rolling. So it was it was a very fun time. There's lots a lot of, of bands around <laughs> that we already knew. Lots,
3: lots yeah, yeah. It's just, because yeah. Um, it's such a long time ago that people didn't even have video players at home, <laughs> and everyone went out all the time, yeah. out, to, out to bars and out to pubs and movie theaters and stuff. Um, no one stayed home. That was the the worst thing to do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were all actually flatting together when the, when uh, the bats evolved too. So and we're going, you know, just playing for fun, playing mm. at parties and things like that. And yeah, uh, you know, over a period of a year, we realised there was some a lot of good stuff
0: going on here <laughs> so yeah cool so i like that term flatting together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you were all living together and yeah. what was that creatively like for the band you must have been able to really dive into writing your first songs and making music in close quarters
1: hmm yeah it just meant you didn't have to find a practice space we could just like Get our guitars out and start working on stuff so we didn't have the constraints of having to you know travel across cities like some bands do and we could just we could just jump right into it and,
3: and we have a big living room we had yeah. a big living room where we had the the set up all the time and um it's actually still set up in the same room because paul and i still live there <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we did actually. Yeah. Wow, We, we that's did actually amazing. have television back then. <laughs> and um, quite often, while, while we were watching television, <laughs> um, Bob would pick up the guitar and be tinkling away, and then oh, I'd say, oh, the, i got an idea. I'll join, join in. <laughs> yeah, and things like just, just evolve like that it was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that
0: does sound like a lot of fun. And see, I know you, at that point, you were living in Christchurch, I'm curious about the association with Christchurch and Dunedin, and it's called the Dunedin Sound, this group of bands from that time period. How'd you get lumped in with that sound? Because in looking at the geography, I wasn't super familiar with the geography. They are a bit far apart, drive-wise, I think. So how did you become connected? Was it through the label specifically, Flying Nun?
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. I think I think because um, I was from Dunedin, and um, that that was part of it, and also the bats would obviously play with a lot of those Dunedin bands and play down Dunedin and the bands would come up so there's a lot of cross fertilisation of sort of influences and ideas so we and being on Flying Nun as well so we were just naturally lumped in with that I guess
2: Flying Nun was was also um, based in in Christchurch started in Christchurch and uh, Mm. uh, a lot lot of bands would tour through come up and um, often stay at our place and um, the Dunedin Double E P, which was a, an early release on Flying Nun, a um, uh, half it got actually recorded at our place, so uh, uh, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, the Dunedin thing was um, a, 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 a strong connection right from the start with releases, but yeah, you know, the uh, Flying Nun was um, yeah. And
3: the Clean was one of the first Flying Nun releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the Cleaner from Dunedin. Yeah,
2: and Pin Group from Christchurch, and quite a few ba- bands uh, uh, Christchurch based but Batman lots of too. the
3: flying Nun early bands were from Dunedin. Yeah,
2: yeah yeah very cool all awesome
0: awesome bands and just a couple more questions about your history a little bit i know once you put out daddy's highway your first record the band found some success in the states united states on college radio and you toured here a bunch of times. Uh, what do you remember about touring in the United States uh, for the first time and the the reception you received?
3: Um, I remember it being very hot. The first time we flew into New York, we were absolutely cooking. We were not used to that kind of heat, and we yeah you know, we'd just come from the UK with all our big coats on and stuff. I just remember that heat, and I think I was I was pregnant, <laughs> so it was it was an unusual experience, and we just. Um, I remember eating a lot of ice blocks <laughs> yeah. and running into shops that had air conditioning and then
2: <laughs> Catching the bus which <laughs> had air conditioning <laughs> Yeah,
3: but the, the gigs were really great. I think we played at the Knitting Factory yeah. and <clears throat> it was absolutely... Max- Maxwell's Yeah, wonderful
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah I'm a... It's, it's cool. I definitely want to ask about playing at Maxwell's. I was mentioning to Robert that how I got into bands like the Bats and the Clean is that A lot of friends I have from going to Maxwell's and stuff, when they would go back in the 80s and 90s, there was this record store in Hoboken called Pure Platters. And they were well known as one of the only record stores in the New York City area that had a really consistently good uh, New Zealand and Australian section. So all of these people in this area, Hoboken specifically, were really well acquainted with bands like the bats and, and the clean. So what do you remember about Maxwell's and did you have a relationship? I know Robert mentioned you You know Yola Tango and they've showed you around. What do you remember about playing at that venue and the experiences you had
1: uh, there? Well, they, they gave you a really good uh, feed at the cafe oh, next to the video. <laughs>
3: Yeah, free food yeah. always goes down well. I'm trying to remember some of the bands we played with there. Carnations. The Carnations.
0: Because wild Carnation.
3: Wild Carnation Wild Carnations. Wild, wild yeah. Wild yes. carnations, yeah. Wild Featuring
0: yes. uh, Brenda of the
1: Feelies. That's right.
3: the Feelies. Love the Feelies. Yeah. The feelies. yeah so that was pretty memorable. And Gary Olson another time.
1: I mean, remember seeing the meat the meat puppets there? Oh yeah. But they were, they were, we didn't play with them. But I, we went and That's saw right. them.
3: That's yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the venue really well.
1: Awesome.
0: And before, last question before we dive into Foothills. So another kind of link for me and people, millennials, was that the Capture Tracks label in Brooklyn uh, reissued your first two records, uh, some of the Clean records, and a lot of other Flying Nun records. Uh, were you involved with that at all? Or or was it mainly Flying Nun partnership with the uh, label Capture Tracks? And because of that, there's definitely a renewed interest among uh, Flying Nun bands, amongst millennials and, and younger people. And what was your reaction to the kind of renewed interest in the band amongst like millennials like me, people that really appreciate the music?
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, my first time i kind of struck it was when we uh played in london and got invited to play at a a show in um in a in a, in a, in a, a pub uh, by a, a group that ran gigs under the name Twee as <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: We knew we were in. We knew we were in. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so that, that was cool. That was cool. But um, I think some some thanks also to our, our uh, daughters, both um, Robert's daughter and our daughters, who um, you know um, obviously bought up with the music, but they've they brought their f- um, friends on. Uh, on board with it too and
3: yeah, yeah. And we could see that they really loved it and yeah. you know we got started getting younger people along uh, yeah we knew that sort of resurgence mm. was happening and um yeah it's absolutely great
2: yeah we also met up with um a group called ladybird from france who were to- uh, touring around new zealand and um, invited them to come and stay and yeah yeah so I had <laughs> all these different connections with younger people along the way a
3: like our kind yeah. of music yeah. and play our kind of music and Yeah, I think it's a a worldwide thing, obviously.
2: Yeah, I've often said that we've gone in and out of fashion several times over our career without even trying. (laughs) We try
3: not to go out of fashion, but but we don't have much control. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's really good. And we get a wide range of uh, people at our gigs now, right, all ages from our age down to, yeah, 20-year-olds and um, people that have come on board all the way along.
2: What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I agree with all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally, it's cool
0: because there are a lot of bands here in Brooklyn that are really into the Flying Nun bands like the Bats and the Clean and all the others, and it's very connected sonically with a lot of the bands coming out of Melbourne right now in Australia, so yeah. it's totally lumped together and people really are into it and really appreciate it so it's cool to see
3: yeah there was a bit of a worry in the 90s that guitars were disappearing and you know (laughs) people only wanted to listen to drum and bass and and dance music and yeah guitars seemed to disappear for a wee while but um yeah it was
2: they came back. There's a, actually quite a big hole in our, um, in the demographic of uh, the age group that, that um, are into the bats. I think between the like 35 and maybe 45-year-olds, which is that dance and techno era. Yeah, yeah. So the, we don't have a lot of fans in that area, which is
3: interesting. But definitely younger and
2: older.
0: Yeah, yeah totally. Definitely. All right. Cool. So... Foothills is your 10th release, coming as the band is approaching its 40th anniversary in a couple of years. How would you compare putting out your 10th record to putting out your first record 30-plus years ago? Would you find it's more enjoyable now? Is there less pressure uh, putting out a record at this stage in your career?
2: Probably a lot less chance than there was. (laughs)
1: Okay, Bob. I was just thinking the the pressure thing. I don't don't think I've ever really felt pressure apart from (laughs) uh, some 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 middle albums in the nineties where there was quite a bit of money spent by the record company on producers, so there was a bit of pressure there. But I think with these later albums and the early ones, we've never felt any pressure. So it's been very much an enjoyable, creative thing, just like presenting the songs, you know, writing them, getting them together. And trying to record them as as well as we can, and and so in some ways th- these later ones almost feel like the early ones in terms of just the enjoyment of doing it and the creative process.
2: And, and we kind of took approach that um, with with the, our tenth album of uh, uh, going back to um, our very first album and how we did that, and and uh, quite a bit of that was actually done with just the band and a home studio, um, you know, creating creating uh recordings and um yeah so we thought let's go let's do that again so <laughs> we um, yeah just mm. did it ourselves so which yeah it's cool like certainly know a lot more how to uh, go about doing it but unfortunately sometimes with the extra knowledge you also end up with a whole bunch of extra um tools at your um, disposal that you have to get your head around
3: <laughs> Or well, you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's,
2: the, that's kind of the working bit. The actual recording and the overdubs and that side of it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then it's down to work of getting it to all mix together and sound right. Yeah,
3: Yeah, but the most enjoyable albums, you know, have been the ones that the low-key ones, which, um, yeah, as Bob said.
0: Yeah, it sounds Ooh. like recording this record was a really enjoyable experience. Just based on the descriptions I read of where you recorded it and how you set it up, was recorded in the Canterbury foothills of the Southern Alps in New Zealand, and you were separated from your normal day-to-day surroundings, just the entire band. What's that like, separating from your lives to come and focus on a record for a week in a, a pretty rural setting? Do you think that influence the sound of the record at all
1: um it didn't influence the sound for me it was more just being able to concentrate on it um and not have any other things to um distract us i suppose so just 100 percent focusing on the on the recording really but um whether that
3: yeah we could just spend as long as we wanted and do it exactly when we wanted and yeah how long we wanted and um just as bob said just have a week out of our lives and just do that in an unhurried fashion.
0: Yeah, is that how you typically approach recording records in in this phase of the band's career?
3: I think it is, because <laughs> yeah, that's how we've done the last few. Yeah,
2: yeah. We, we, we've we brought another other, other um, engineers uh, over the last last two of them. Uh, we, uh, and, um, yeah,
3: and and National Grid.
2: National Grid too. Yeah, yeah. with with, with um, John Culture.
3: Um, yeah we've gone to other people's you know studios and they they have been very relaxed but Mm. this one and uh which one did
1: deep 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 set was in the littleton studio and then free all the monsters was out at Seacliff. Yeah, yeah and and so that that one as well we were kind of locked away in this place
2: just to record so that yeah that that was that was good that was a good experience
3: really nice way to do it Mm.
0: Did you find anything challenging about the, the time constraint? Because I know you finished it in a week. Was that like a hard deadline? Are you typically well prepared and ready to go that the week is sufficient amount of time and you're not really stressing about getting everything done?
1: Pretty, pretty much that. We give, give ourselves a, a bit of time and we know we're pretty confident we can get what we need to get done within that time frame. And we were pretty organized with the with the song. So we knew what we were doing and Paul was, Paul was on fire on the controls, so we, it was pretty seamless really.
2: We'd actually done demos as well for this one, um, there's always a bit of a danger mm. in doing demos um, and doing doing it too well because <laughs> you'd start to fall in love with that, those versions and think, oh, how can we make this work better? But um, yeah, just. <laughs> but
3: when, we're, when we're having our week in the studio we're focusing just on the drums and getting Bob's guitars and vocals done so that he can go back to Dunedin and then Paul and I just then can do our overdubs vocal yeah. overdubs and guitars and, and anything yeah. else and but,
2: but we do all play um, kind of like live together when yeah. we're recording so we, we'll play through a song um, yeah, give it maybe two or three tries and you know, if we haven't got it by then we'll just put it to one side for a while yeah, but it's generally done in two or three takes. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool. the The live recording aspect definitely is great because it gives it that really natural sound and feel. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But, and with technology now, we 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 can buy a reasonably uh, cheap uh, mixing desk. It gives us five separate headphone mixes, so uh, we can all dial up what we want to listen to and um, uh, and record with a degree of uh, separation so uh, but we'll all be in the same place so
0: it's funny you you mentioned the feelies before cuz i really could hear similarities in foothills with that kind of autumnal like tranquil sound on it and i also kind of noticed that on the deep set as well the the sound of the bats these last couple of records is definitely mellower there's still some bouncier tracks on the new record i'm thinking like field of vision but overall i think it's it's moodier a little more tranquil when compared to your earlier records what do you attribute that to
1: Uh, just getting older and slower
3: (laughs) (laughs) now when, when we play live we tend to play them faster though don't we yeah
1: yeah.
2: yeah yeah i actually I actually listened to test pressing of free all monsters the other day and um, i was surprised how slow that one felt i was uh, yeah it's quite interesting so i think uh, there uh, there's um more variety in this one compared to that you know in terms of uh, tempo and i think bob's actually um really uh, doing some great stuff with lyrics this is one of uh, my favorite uh, lyrically my favorite albums we've done
1: Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Yeah,
0: I really enjoyed the lyrics, too. Specifically, the the single Another Door, which, Bob, you described as a song about opportunities both taken and missed. And a lot of the songs on the record seem to be reflective in that way. Reflecting on the past, thinking about life. Uh, Do you find yourself doing a little more reflecting on the past during this phase of the band writing for this record and writing for the deep set.
1: In general, as you get older, you do more reflecting because you've got a, a big body of experience and things behind you. So you know as, as you as you get older you you not focus on the past but the past is a, a huge part of what you are. And so even, even things like you know friends passing away, quite a f- you know lost quite a few friends of late through different things things like that inform your your writing and, and your experience so I guess you, you build up more things to, to think about and write about because early on it's you've sort of got more stuff ahead of you so you're not necessarily more optimistic but um, it's it's a it's a different thing than what what it is now for sure in terms of writing and what one writes about
2: yeah, much more aware as you get older as well with with that loss of friends and family of um, how yeah. finite yeah. our lives are and uh, wanting to oh, make shit. make the most of it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and I really like the lead single Warwick. Tell me a little bit about that track.
1: Um, it's it's kind of I I I wrote it about a, f- a friend that did pass away, um, but it's not overtly about uh his dying or passing or death in general it's more um it's alluded to in the song so it's quite it's a it's a very upbeat song and um i kind of like it because it's got really really cool sounding chords which are a bit different um to the usual chord shapes you use it's um an open tuning so it gives it a different feel and as soon as we sort of played it all together it had a, a great sound to it so it was quite an immediate thing that came together quickly and it was written quickly as well so just one of those ones that pops out, really. So
0: there's 12 songs on the record. And how many songs did you come to the recording sessions with, Bob? Do you do you have a surplus and then you kind of narrow it down to what you think are the or the band thinks are the 12 yeah. best?
1: Yeah, I think, I think we tackled about 16 or 17 and then whittled it down to the 12. So we, we always make sure we've got spare ones. Um, often you... Think a song's going to work, and then um, you actually jump into it, and it doesn't come out the way you want. So it's always it's always good to have spares.
3: Yeah, and sometimes the ones you think are spares end up being your favourites. Yeah, it's it's often not what you think will happen. Yeah. Happens.
2: <laughs> You've got some very good songs still that uh, can be uh, maybe some bonus tracks in the future somewhere along the line.
0: Yeah. So I also thought it was interesting because the recording sessions for this record happened in. 2018. I know the record just came out, but are you already preparing for the follow-up? Are you getting songs together? Things like that?
3: Not yet, but we'd love to go to eleven. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bob's, 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 Bob's constantly writing.
3: <laughs> yeah, Spinal Tap. Yeah, got it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Up to up to eleven. Yeah, yeah. we could we could turn it into a, sp- a Spinal Tap themed <laughs> album. And uh, they, they did just um, do a reunion. Play those...
0: I don't know if you saw that <laughs> over Zoom. Yes.
3: Yeah. 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 To a more selective audience.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> It's not a big college town, Nothing. Boston.
2: <laughs> and then we'll change our name to the old originals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
3: funny. We love that movie. <laughs> it's a
0: it's a classic and I didn't get to watch the reunion thing, but I will watch it at some point. It's cool. Classic classic movie very funny
3: yeah so I um, we haven't actually talked about number 11 until now
0: no no oh cool so now you're talking about it let's see
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you, it's all down to you it's all down to you tom, it's all down to you, tom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, we're actually um we we got uh text to um help us with uh, mixing uh, one of the songs and uh no, I don't know. We haven't talked with Bob about it yet, but we we thought about the idea of maybe working with him next time around. All oh, right. I better tell him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Don't tell
2: him. Oh, ask him. Right. <laughs> Make sure you ask
0: him. <laughs> and so you've been a band for almost 40 years, same lineup. And I just learned that you live together for, for part of the duration of the band so what do you think has been key to keeping the same lineup over the course of 40 years you guys must be really enjoy each other's company and things like that it's not the typical story of any band really it's really cool that you've kept the same lineup over the course of almost
1: 40 years we just we just put up with each other
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I think one of the one of the main reasons, obviously, we we like Bob's songs and we all like like the music. Um, but yeah, Bob as a singer songwriter, he doesn't he doesn't tell us what to do. And I think as soon as as soon as someone starts telling you what to do, it it's not so much fun. So I think I think that's a key thing that Bob's very open to what Paul and Malcolm and I do. And um, yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons. Plus loving loving the music. Yeah,
2: and we we were. We'll... Um, pretty much full time for a while there, but then when um, we started having children, um, we we kind of thought let's um, maybe uh, retreat back to New Zealand, um, let them have a, a reasonably normal life, and uh, and have have we tours out from here. So we, we've sort of taken a more relaxed approach uh, that it's not a full time job for us uh, in the last. 15 20
3: years 30 30, <laughs> 30. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so we talked about another door in warwick I, I wanted to play the other single gone to the ground and also field of vision but before we play those songs uh, tell me a little bit about gone to the ground and uh field of vision which i think is probably my favorite song on the record field of vision
1: field of vision yeah that's um that's another one that the came from um finding a different set of chords really um and that that sort of inspired the song because i i sort of need something to to spark spark a song in terms of um it being interesting for me to to play and, and and um add lyrics to so once i'd found that set of chords it was a case of um you know organizing the chords and then um uh <laughs> finding something to write about which can be difficult but once, once I've got a few words, then I can I can uh, finish it off. So And I, I kind of go for double meanings. So, of course, field of vision is um, you know, what you can see, and it's also something physical, a afi- field. So um, it's kind of about that, I guess. But sometimes I write stuff and I don't actually know what it's about, and then it's later that someone points out what uh, something could be about. Excellent,
0: <laughs> and and gone
1: to the ground. Oh yeah, gone to ground. I was talking about field of vision, wasn't it? Gone to ground is like a little little uh, tale of um, uh, pe- people and and f- a physical a physical place. So when I was writing that, I think I was in a. Um, I had pictures in my head, so often it's very visual when I'm writing. So it's. Um, It's almost like uh, people in the in the ground or gone to ground hiding hide and seek stuff like that, Um, with obviously an overarching deeper allegorical theme.
2: (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Very good. Excellent. Excellent. No, it's a a very one of the most moody songs we've. probably done in a while and uh actually sent a whole bunch of um songs uh, from foothills uh out to to uh film filmmakers and and our daughter is actually doing some stuff with sports team and uh, they actually chose that one to do the video for so um that was their pick so um interesting that they would pick a, a moody song like that it's good
0: yeah what was that like working with sports team on the the video
2: Oh, we, we pretty much just left it entirely up to them, creative control, the works. Um, we were in lockdown for some of that period of time as well, so it was easier for them to just uh, to go ahead and, and work on it up in Auckland. And uh, Yeah, so the, we don't actually feature in it, but there's some... Interesting little references to um, past bats um, videos and photos and things in there. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's cool that you were able to find the burning guitar from the North by North video that you shot all these years later in the tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, many, many years later. <laughs> yeah, because when we got home from that North by North video, yeah, Bob just threw it up into the air, basically threw that guitar neck into the tree Yeah. and then we forgot about it.
2: <laughs> we had a tree hut in that um, in that tree for quite a while as well for the kids. We,
0: never, we, uh, we never, never saw it. We never saw it up there. <laughs> oh man, wow. That's cool. That's a fun story. Yeah,
3: it's only, yeah, it only when we actually cut it down because it was huge. Yeah. yeah. There it was.
0: Wow. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Last question for this part. New Zealand has produced a lot of great music over the years. The Bats, The Clean, The Verlaines. There's so many countless, countless bands, some of my favorite bands. And they still continue to produce great music. One of my current favorite bands is The Beths. Aldous Harding is incredible. I'm I'm curious about some of your favorite current uh, New Zealand bands. Uh, bands that are newer to this scene.
2: You hit on two of them just right there. We went and saw the Beths last night playing in uh, our town hall and um, previous to the lockdown, we actually seen Elders Harding there, so how yeah, about that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: they're yeah. both, what both incredible.
3: What about you, Bob? What are your favourites at the moment? Um, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm desperately trying to think. <laughs> <clears throat> I
1: haven't been going out much at all to see bands um,
3: we saw Pickle Darling last night as well. Pickle yeah. Darling—they're a local Christchurch band. they are yeah. very twee and very cute, and oh, and I'm we gonna, like them. Yeah. I'm going you know, to have yeah. to check
2: them out. I'm going to have to yeah. check and them a, out. A, another band that um, I loved for a long time are the Subliminals, and they—they're uh, they're releasing a um, an anniversary uh, vinyl of, of their album. I think it was never never came out on vinyl. Uh, yeah, so another great band from Queen. <laughs> Mm -hmm. very so many of them
3: (laughs) and um hans Puckett. yeah that's um members of sports team the video the people that made our video as well um that's another band that's featuring twins ollie and callum and two brothers here
0: awesome well i am definitely gonna check all of those out but without further ado let's play some songs from the new bats album Foothills. As I said, everyone, it's out now on Flying Nun Records. You can get it via the Flying Nun website, or you can head to the Bats Bandcamp page at thebats.bandcamp.com. We're going to hear another door, Warwick, Gone to Ground, and Field Division, and we'll be back. Welcome back, everyone. We heard four songs from my guests. The Bats' brand new album, Foothills. It's out everywhere now. You can get it at thebats.bandcamp.com or through the Flying Nun Records website. Of course, also available on all streaming platforms. We heard Another Door, Warwick, Gone to Ground, and Field of Vision. All wonderful, wonderful songs. All right, now... The bats picked some records from my record collection. We're going to talk about them and play them, starting with "Everybody's Happy Nowadays" by the Buzzcocks. I believe that was their first ever single, if not their first. I think it's pretty close to it.
1: Maybe I didn't. I didn't, I didn't look into that closely. I know it's an early yeah. one. Um, yeah, the Buzz, Buzzcocks have always been very popular here in New Zealand. Um, just a sense sense of great songwritings, fantastic pop songs, um, and, you know, with that slight punky edge, too. So a huge, huge appeal here.
0: Yeah, totally. I feel like Pete Shelley doesn't get enough credit for his sharp pop songwriting. They're more lumped in in the States, at least as, like, a punk band, but really... Great pop sensibilities in all Buzzcocks songs.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, lucky enough to see the Buzzcocks twice, once in the States, and once uh, the Bats supported them in Christchurch.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So what was that like? Was that really a big moment for for you as a band you looked up to?
1: Um, yeah, I guess so. I didn't I didn't really think of that at the time. It was more, yeah, we're, we're going to um, support the Buzzcocks, and we got to meet Steve and, and Pete after the show. So that was great, and had a chat to them. Yeah,
0: cool. What, do you remember what year that was?
1: Um, when we supported them, probably, <clears throat> probably mid two thousands. Oh, that's really no, cool. um, mid to late two thousand.
3: It was after twenty after the earthquake. No, just before the earthquake. Just before, just before, just before there, the yeah. earthquake. So maybe right. twenty ten or something. Twenty. 2011,
2: 2011. Oh, right. 2011. It could have been uh, yeah, the summer of t- uh, uh, 2010, 2011. Yeah.
0: yeah, oh, that's cool. And were they fans of the bats? D- didn't find that out actually. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> I'm sure they were. I'm
3: sure. They were. Yeah, <laughs> let, let's say they were. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> and I think Finn I'm Andrews. am sure they were.
2: Yeah, Finn, Finn Andrews did play. Yeah, the Vales, the, the Vales. Vales yeah. yeah,
3: it was the bats, the Vales, and the Buzzcocks.
0: Really cool. That's that's amazing. I wish I was at that show.
3: Yeah, that no, was, and it was in a big old brick building. That's why I know that it was before the earthquake. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was quite a quite a nice atmosphere and venue.
2: Very, very harsh sound from my memory. I think they still had their old uh, sound engineer with them, who I
3: think might it have been a little bit loud. deaf. <laughs> super super loud.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's crazy. That's funny. Um, and the, next, Cockdu twins ice blink luck beautiful song beautiful band uh elizabeth frazier has one of the great voices in music in my opinion
1: yeah i i I think um they're quite funny because you can never understand the lyrics i kind of like that you can hear beautiful singing but you don't actually know what she's singing about and then you look at the song titles and it's even trickier but uh, yeah, ma- mainly the the sound, of the instrumentation as well, and the, and the melodies, and uh, another another great Scottish band.
0: Yeah, great Scottish band, one of many many great Scottish bands. <laughs> Next, this one I love because XTC is one of my all time favorite bands. I'm a little obsessed with XTC. So, senses working <laughs> overtime. The big single yeah. from. Uh, English Settlement, which is an interesting choice. It's a great song. And the timing of English Settlement, uh, right around the time The Bats started, 1982 was when that record came out. Also around the time that XTC stopped touring because of uh, Andy Partridge's uh, Stage Fright.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, another very interesting band as well. and, And branching off from doing the psychedelic stuff as well. But um, I've always loved his his uh, pop sense of pop writing. So is working overtime just got an incredible chorus that just comes out, and it's like wow.
3: Did you see them at the um, town hall? Remember... Did you see them live?
1: No. Oh wait they a minute. They played in um, Christchurch
3: in the early eighties. What year was that? Uh, I don't know. The New Tones supported mm. them. I remember that. I think it was... I was.
1: I don't think I don't I don't think I did.
3: Maybe it was just before you moved up. I saw.
0: Were they touring with the Police? Because they they toured with the police, I know, a bunch of times.
3: No, they were just on their own time
2: period. Yeah. They were just on their own. They did Logan Campbell but I saw them up in Auckland um, around 1980.
3: Yeah, it must have been around then. Eighty-one, oh, maybe.
2: Hmm. Right. Yeah, before it moved up.
3: Yeah.
2: Very cool.
0: Next up, Dairy by Wiseblood from front row seat to earth.
1: Yeah, well, I I heard about them and I hadn't listened to them much, and I saw them on your list because um, going onto that Discogs page, there was like you know 1500 1, albums or songs to go through, and I didn't have time obviously, so I just trod <laughs> through the first few pages, and and um, I, I I listened to a bit of their stuff and and really liked that song, but I don't know too much about them.
0: Well, that's cool. That's cool that you checked it out, and then after wise blood yola tango from a motel six off of painful that's my personal favorite yola tango record so good Mm. choice
1: yeah I, i like the the loud and quiet of that the way that really loud bit kicks in and and the video the video is pretty cool too for that song so it was um you know they've got a lot of great songs so it was it was kind of fun to narrow choose one off off that album painful It helped you know choose something to be narrowed down a bit
0: so it's it's funny i just remembered this too since we have we've talked about Yola tango a couple of times during this interview but i remember when maxwell's closed in 2013 for all those years Yola tango had moved had lived in hoboken and then they moved to manhattan after maxwell's closing there i i think i'm pretty sure they're quoted as saying it's like oh we can't like ride our bikes you know, down the block and mm. see the bats on a Wednesday night. So they specifically <laughs> seeing you guys at Maxwell's. Wow, as uh, That's wh- pretty good. why they didn't want to live in uh, Hoboken anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <This is> funny. <laughs> wow,
2: th- we might have played one of the last gigs here actually, 2013. That's
0: right, you played yes, uh, 2013 in June. Uh, you you played there. I was at that show. It was a great show. Ah, uh, cool.
1: all right. <laughs>
0: Enjoyed it very much. Yeah. So you've you've met Yola Tango a couple of times, and they've showed you around Toboken, right? Hmm.
2: Yeah, met, met them on several occasions, and in, in fact, um, I'm invited them to come over and play at um, orientation festival here in New Zealand oh, a long yeah, time right. ago, and uh, saw them at Barcelona at uh, the uh, the festival there. Um, Primavera.
3: Primavera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was 2009, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. show.
3: And uh, you've toured with them, Bob?
1: Yeah, yeah. The The Clean did a big tour right across the States with them, so I got to know them really well. Stayed on the sleeper bus overnight between cities, and so we did, like, probably 15 shows in a row with them across the States, playing, like, Colorado and all, all kinds of out-of-the-way places that we don't normally get to see. That's cool. That
0: must have been a fun tour.
1: It, it was. It was. All
0: right. After that, Purple Mountains, All My Happiness Is Gone off of purple mountains
1: well yeah this popped up because i actually did a track for a tribute album i did um room games and diamond rain which is i can't remember which album it's off but um uh, a friend contacted me and said we're putting just after he died putting together a tribute album so i sort of did a crash course in his stuff and uh chose that one to cover so when you you know that came up in your list it was like ah right yeah and that was, that was the album he did just before he died.
0: Yeah. It was really sad because he was supposed to tour in support of that record, I had tickets to see him in Jersey City, and then he sadly passed away. But that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to check out your version of this song. What was your reaction to diving into his music? He's such a interesting lyricist uh david berman really powerful
1: yeah his his, his lyrics are are amazing actually because i didn't know much about his stuff until i had this offer to uh, cover one of his songs so i listened to probably i don't know 50 songs on youtube or something to 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 work out what what one to do and um yeah pretty an amazing writer actually and
0: then see the sky about to rain by neil young off of my favorite Neil Young record. You're picking a bunch of my favorite records by <laughs> the respective artist on the beach.
1: Yeah, great. Neil, Neil's always good. You know, nearly always good. Um, and that's a great album. And that's a great song. So it was pretty easy to choose that one. And uh, yeah, everyone everyone loves Neil. I even end up, I teach guitar to, to kids like 10-year-olds and we, we do Hey, Hey, My, My, and, you know, acoustically and roughly. But They're such great songs, you know. They're amazing.
0: Absolutely. And these are all great songs that we're about to hear. All of the Bats record selections we're going to hear. Everybody's Happy Nowadays by the Buzzcocks. Ice Blink Luck by Cocktoot Twins. Sense is Working Overtime by the one and only XTC off of English Settlement. Dairy by Wiseblood. From a Motel 6 by Yola Tango off of Painful, All My Happiness is Gone by Purple Mountains off of the self-titled Purple Mountains record from 2019, See the Sun About to Rain by Neil Young off of his great album, On the Beach. We'll be back.
4: Hills. it's not the silver lakes, it's not the snow cloud shadowed interstates it's not the icy bike chain rain of or Portland or Oregon nothing's wrong, no one's asking, but the fear's so strong it leaves you gasping no way to last out here like this for long cause everywhere I go I know Everywhere I go, I know All my happiness is gone
0: we're back we heard the bats record selections again everyone we heard everybody's happy nowadays by the buzzcocks ice blink luck by cock two twins sense is working overtime by XTC dairy by wise blood from a motel six by Yola tango all my happiness is gone by purple mountains and see the sun about to rain by Neil Young sadly we're coming to the end of the show but the bats thank you so much and what's on deck for the band any plans for the rest of the year what's on deck for next year
1: um we've got we've got a few shows we've got a show coming up um playing with the phoenix foundation in november in christchurch that's a new
3: zealand band have you heard of them phoenix foundation
0: I will check them out. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. I have a list of your recommendations in mm-hmm. my mind. And this I'm, I'm Wellington. going to listen to all of them. <laughs> awesome. Very cool.
2: And and um Also, uh, next year we'll we'll be performing at a uh, special uh, concert, a couple of special concerts uh, for uh, Catherine Mansfield, um, uh, which we, um, Bob wrote uh, uh, some music for one of her poems that we recorded uh, for an album collection.
3: Yeah, she's just like probably New Zealand's most famous poet. Um, and she wrote song Wow. When, when and, was it? End author. I mean. Oh, I'm writer. Yeah. 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 Short stories and poetry. When when was it? Do you know, Bob? Was it in the 30s? Um, yeah,
1: I think so. The 20s and 30s? Yeah. 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 So written, written, written in France.
3: Mm. Yeah. She moved to France and, yeah. And she died very young, only like 36 or something when she died. But she, yeah, she's probably New Zealand's most celebrated writer. Possibly,
5: wow! Oh, oh, yeah, that's and incredible. Um,
3: and someone um, has put yeah, we've put an, they've put an album out and asked various bands to put music to her poetry. So we were involved in that, and there'll be a concert about that next year.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's big in France. That's that's really interesting. <laughs> I'd like to say we're big in France <laughs> too, but we're not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the song that we did is called "Senery," and that's a, a little village in France. What was that like
0: writing music for a poem that somebody wrote, you know, almost a hundred years ago? Were you trying to really capture the the feeling of the the words? What was the process yeah, that you were going through? Yeah.
1: The, well, the words are so strong in their in their rhythm and what they describe that they totally directed the 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 music writing for it. So I went through a lot of. Kind of versions of the song of, of of how it could work before I arrived at um, you know what we ended up using. So it was it was all about the words with that one, but I did try and um, musically, I suppose, try and link it to to the feeling that I got from the words. So it was a it was a great um, fun process to do, mm.
2: and it was kind of produced with that feeling of the atmosphere of the of the. Yeah, the,
3: the lyrics take. and that's one of the shows that was actually scheduled for June this year, but it's postponed till June next year. Yeah. But um, yeah, as soon as Australia opens up, we'll we'll go over there. Yeah, but we can tour in New Zealand easily now because we're just at level one everywhere, so there's no restrictions on gigs here now. So uh, yeah, that frees us up to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very jealous <laughs> over here in the United States, <laughs> <laughs> but you have very competent leadership. And we don't.
2: Something we'd really like to try and tackle is doing a a live stream concert that we can, um, so tour internationally via that. Uh, Haven't quite got a date set for that yet, but uh, yeah. Watch the space.
0: (laughs) Well, I will be there for that international live stream concert, and I'm really looking forward to it. Let's end the show with one more song from the record. We're going to play red card to end the show. Everyone, The Bats' new album, Foothills, it's awesome. It's out now. It was available on limited edition translucent red vinyl, but it's sold out, but you can still get it on standard vinyl via thebats.bandcamp.com. Also available on all streaming platforms. Want to thank you for taking the time to speak to me. It really means a lot. I'm a big fan, so it was really cool to chat with you all. Great to talk to you. Thank you for asking us. Thank you. Thank you.